Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast, and we are back again with another awesome guest. I'm Josh Takimoto. I am Deb McCollum. And, you know, I was thinking we need to figure out a better intro, I think. We'll work on it. But yeah, because I feel like the intro is getting stale, and we need to think of something, but we'll, fi- we'll figure it out do at a want, later date. Do you want me to sing? All right, go ahead. I don't know. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, how not about this? with this voice. <laughs> That's okay. Well, it might add some character to the song. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to get to the, to the guest today. He is a, a coach. I mean, I could... I could name off a bunch of things that you are, but I'm just going <laughs> to coach, uh, mentor. He's a connector. He's a husband, father, um, businessman. He's a lot of things. So we're just going to, I call him Eric, Eric, <laughs> Mr. Eric Frazier. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great guys. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm yeah. excited to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. And you know, it's funny too. I feel, I was thinking about it. The connector part, I think is so true, man. Cause I feel like anytime that I've seen you with the exception of today, it's almost like you come with someone. And it's like, let me introduce you to like, Mr. I, let me introduce you to someone. Mm-hmm. That's who you are. And you always have someone to introduce someone else to and make those connections. And, and you always make sure you kind of, I guess, uh, help those connections grow too. We talked a, a little bit about it earlier, but mm-hmm. it's not like you're just connecting people and say, Hey, have fun. But it's like you connect them and then help that connection to build, come become stronger and stronger, which is cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So and that's what we love about you. Man. How can so, I help you? Exactly. That's yeah. a, that'd be better. Not Mr. How, let me introduce you, Mr. How can I help you? That'd yeah. be a better way yeah. of saying yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, man. So, um, you know, we've talked on previous podcasts about, you know, there's some stat out there saying how people in the business world, people with that are really successful at their career, ha- typically have an athletic background. And it translates really well because the principles and the ideas and the disciplines you learn in athletics translate really well to the business world. So um, tell me a little bit about, one, your, your coaching background, and then how did or how has your athletic background and coaching background helped you in the business arena? Yeah, great question. Um, I think there's no better predictor almost in some cases from an athletic background into whatever else, you know, is – it's kind of up your, your alley to pursue in life um, in terms of doing, doing well at it to some kind of uh, barometer that, you know, society or culture or whatever might measure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I look for it when I'm hiring. I, I look for athletic backgrounds, military backgrounds, something that tells me that you've um, sacrificed, that you've persevered, mm-hmm. that you've... Uh, you know, done stuff with teams, uh, with other people to accomplish, you know, certain metrics and success. Those right. are all significantly important um, in the business world and, and a lot of other worlds. But I mean, uh, it certainly is a huge foundation for me, but also what I look for in other people. Awesome. So what is what is your coaching or your uh, athletic background? Oh, uh, see, well, I mean, I played any sport you could think of growing up as a kid. Um, I pretty much grew up here in the Sacramento region from the age of six in Folsom. My parents live in Folsom. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily three main sports were basketball, baseball, football. Uh, it's kind of funny how, you know, stuff has changed. Right. Um, you know, I probably would have played lacrosse. Lacrosse wasn't around, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, back then. Sure. Um, and other things. But I was baseball, basketball, football. Uh, sports was everything to me. Mm-hmm. It was 
um, in a negative way, so actually, sometimes it was hmm. my identification. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but I, I went to uh, Folsom Middle School. I went to Jesuit High School here in Sacramento. Okay. Uh, private all boys school, and I did. I played all three sports there as a freshman, and it's like each year there I kind of dropped one. Hmm. So after freshman year, I dropped baseball. Um, after my junior year, I dropped basketball. Um, only because I was exhausted from football. Sure, <laughs> that makes um, sense. The older you sense. get, the more specialized yeah, you, yeah. you get in your sport. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Um, there's only so much you can withstand, right? right. And, yeah. uh, and then from um, Jesuit, I ended up playing football, um, well, you know, recruiting and all that kind of stuff. Ended up going to Sac City uh, for a, a short two-year respite of football there before then um, getting a scholarship offer to come over to Sac State and uh, play football at Sac State. And I finished up there and then actually got right into coaching. Oh, cool. So I went from playing at Sac State to being like a grad assistant um, nice. coach, you know, basically getting coffee and donuts for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, at Sac State with the, the wide receivers there. You're probably their favorite then. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not a bad gig for you. Not <laughs> a bad yeah. gig. But You're always happy to see you. Yeah. Coffee and donuts. Um, yeah. I, that was actually where I learned that I probably didn't want to spend my career coaching okay. because to watch to watch the livelihoods and, and the careers and the sacrifices that a lot of these coaches make, um, some of it is for some people and some of it is not for some people. Mm. And I got an up-close view to that for a couple of years at Sac State. It's a whole other podcast, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and anyway, so then that and then uh, on into my, my business career and life and, and everything else. So it was Football was the, the ticket, so to speak. Okay. Okay. Cool. How, how long since then have you been coaching? Has it been on and off? Have you been coaching like the whole time? Like every year you're coaching something, and is it more than one sport? What is your coaching background from there, from Sac State? I've done a little bit of everything. Um, it was on and off initially. Um, you know, I, I would help out at my alma mater at Jesuit. Um, just kind of, you know, I'd be there in the summer. I'd help, you know, with some kids and this, that, or the other handful of years um i mean i refed youth basketball a youth you know basketball you know i, I had a That's younger rough being yeah. a ref yeah oh my gosh yeah it's not fun well, <laughs> i was an umpire when i was 16 for softball for a girls like 10 and under league and it was rough so sorry i had to take a side note to say i appreciate you yeah. because <laughs> refs and umpire i Ooh. they don't get paid enough to do that anyway it, it's it, it's <laughs> almost a segue into the fact that oh you know gosh. it it, it I think almost every coach maybe should do that side. It gives That's you a, a good idea. That's a very good idea. Gives you an appreciation for Certainly. that position. Of so maybe maybe parents, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All that, of it. And you guys have seen it's it before rough. where there's like a, like you said, a 10-year-old game where yeah. the refs are 15, 16 years old. Yeah, I was 16. And then you have the parents talking to them like they're major league umpires or NBA refs. It's crazy. It's pretty much and like it, that. And it, yeah. I mean, depends where you are and at what time you're, you're there, but, I mean, it starts at, five six years old right yeah. I mean because I'm, I'm in it right now with my kids and you know I've seen some things and yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've done that you know I've coached kids teams um, and then I did I took a hiatus for probably close to 10 years to build my business mm -hmm. um, at which point there was uh, I would say there was kind of a hole mm. that I I was yearning to fill mm -hmm. and it was to have some some greater purpose back to build into people um, like I was built into as right. a young athlete. And so I found my way back to coaching at that point. Um, and I ended up starting back at uh, Granite Bay High School, um, coaching football. With, uh, with Ernie Cooper? With Ernie. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And, um, and then from there, 
did a, a two-year hiatus down to the Bay Area where I coached at both San Ramon Valley High School and Monta Vista in mm -hmm. the Danville area. Okay. Uh, and then back up to Sacramento because that was just a quick uh, respite for my wife to go back to where she was from. Mm. Um, and then uh, got, got into Del Oro High School up here. Cool. Awesome. And we obviously have the combine has a lot of connection to Del Oro High School. So yeah. now are you still coaching there? No, uh, unfortunately, I, uh, well, not unfortunately, I mean, good, uh -oh. good news, <laughs> okay. good family news, but, uh, I, I resigned, um, just, just at the start of the season on the news that, uh, my wife is pregnant with our fourth and fifth kids. Hey, fourth and fifth, fourth and fifth twins. Woo. Ooh. All right. Yeah. So your, your busy life is more busy. Congratulations. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Congrats for sure, yeah, man. That's awesome. You. So there's no, uh, end in sight for your coaching. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're going to be coaching forever. One one way or the other, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I will be coaching. It'll just be my kids' sports, youth sports, other things. Um, I'll never stop coaching. That's that's good. That's so great. you miss it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, but I have, I have, you know, an awesome wife, and I have five or will have five kids here at home that need dad and need coach. Sure. More than the 40 or 50 or 60 kids that I might – you know, be impacting in another way. And at a future point when it's right or when time comes around, and I'll get back to that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. Well, it sounds like your calendar is probably pretty busy, pretty full. So, I mean, unless it's not, how, how do you manage that? Because a lot of the times coaches or even, you know, I know you're a former coach, so to speak, um, when your calendar gets full with work and coaching and you have your own family, there's a lot. It's hard for pretty much my question is how do you find your downtime as well? Like how do you manage your calendar? How do you find your downtime with your family and maybe by yourself as well? Yeah, it's, it's the biggest challenge. Yeah. It's a daily challenge. Um, I don't know if there's a formula. I don't know if there's a right or wrong because every, every person in family dynamic is different. People right. have you know, different needs. Um, you know, it, it's hard to turn off right I think a lot of people struggle with turning off um, mm -hmm. when you get home or, or even just switching gears if you're working then you got to go to practice as a coach right and then right. practice you got to go home and be dad or, you know and then husband and just switching all the variety of roles that you have right. those are all um, I would I would say those are the toughest challenges I have on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. um, never going to be perfect at it but mm -hmm. I kind of apply a lot of the stuff I do in business and a lot of stuff that I think Character Combine is all about and some of your previous guests, how can I be better today at something small that I was th than I was yesterday? Mm -hmm. And if I add all those up day by day, getting better and better, learning, um, you know, pursuing greatness in business and fatherhood and, you know, husband and coach and all these other things, um, you know, you're never going to be perfect at it all, but mm -hmm. it'll it'll end up building a channel that you know i think will be purposeful and worth it yeah absolutely yeah. well i think if you as long as you're keeping your priorities straight too right so um it's pretty obvious i think from just our short time here with you right now and, and what i know of you um off the mic is that family is everything for you so as successful as you are in business as successful as you've been in coaching it would never come at the cost of the people that you care about and the connections that and the relationships i guess that you have um, and that's huge because I think, like you said, I think some people have a tough time, you know, balancing that or putting the priorities, putting the priorities straight. Um, so how, how do you, 
you touched on it a little bit, but how do you turn, like, so for someone that has a tough time turning it off, so if all they see when they're driving or when they're at work is the X's and O's, mm -hmm. and all they can see is that, how do you, what would your, maybe some tips for them be? If there's like, okay, I really want to turn this off because it's driving me crazy and it's affecting the other areas of my life, but I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. What would your suggestions be? Sometimes I'm constantly checking my calendar and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this, this. And so for me, it's hard to turn off for sure. Someone with, and I'm, I, I'm not type A, mm -hmm. but I can't imagine how it is for people who are type A who can't turn it off. So, oh yeah. Yeah, that it's difficult for me too. So are you able to do that? You, like I said, it's the hardest thing. Am yeah. I able to do it? Yeah. Uh, not as as well as I would like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and and it never, it never will be as well as I would like right. for the, for the rest of my years. I, I guarantee it. Because you can never be the best of all those things all the time. Mm -hmm. right. However, um, I think it's it's a great subject and a great question. And I kind of, I, I look at it from this vantage point. I look at it from where I'm trying to be the best that I can be at, at a variety of different things. In order to do that, I have to be the best me I can be. I have to be healthy. Mm -hmm. I have to be as stress-free as possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I have to be mentally well, physically well, mm -hmm. in order to perform at my best as a father, as a husband, as a coach, as a business leader, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the approach I take. If I'm not leading a healthy life, if I'm not taking certain timeouts for me, if I'm not doing investing in me, mm -hmm. essentially, I can never be the best I can be to, to turn my attention to each of those facets you just mentioned, Deb. Right, right. So yeah. um, I really try to focus on that day in and day out how can i be the best so i can be the best for all these other people right and that looks different for everybody right so that's good that you can recognize that um absolutely um my roommate and i were different in that way so just i'm just thinking example i i have to do what you do sometimes and i have to be like i can't look at what i'm doing tomorrow i don't know i don't you know i just need to do whatever brings me peace and she's very much like no i need to know what i'm doing this day, this day, this day, and she and she does, but she performs her best and is the best version of herself when she is doing that. And then for me, no. So I think it's important to know for our listeners that it does look different for everybody. And like you said, you're like, there is no formula, there is no right or wrong way, but this is how it is for me. So it's important to whoever, who you are as a person, whatever I think brings you peace and what brings out the best in you. And that's how you can manage your time. Yeah. For me, it's performance, yeah. it's, it's performance based. Yeah. So I want to be, you know, the best dad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to be the best husband. I want to be the best businessman, the best coach, the best, what I, I want to be. Right. I can't be even, even close to the best mm. if I'm not prepared <laughs> Sure. To right. be the best. That right. means sure. I have to exercise. I have to eat right. right. I have to have some mental clarity, mm -hmm. whether, you know, a timeout during the day. Mm -hmm. I have to do some reading. I have to listen to podcasts. Yeah. 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 I have to improve sure. myself to be in a space to be the best I can be for all these places that need your attention. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, uh, and it's also, you know, be around, be around people that make you better, too. Um, you know, something that Bracey said on, I think it was the second episode was 
you have to be around people. So, or no, some people, I'm going to jack it up. He's, he said, he, there's a reason why he's the motivational speaker and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, had, it basically had to do with, you know, you have to be around people that can survive at the same elevation as you. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a fantastic saying or quote. Yeah, or, yeah oh, it was yeah. amazing. I, and I wish I wouldn't have jacked it up. But <laughs> just Kevin can, uh, you know, listen to episode two. But... Um, but it's awesome, and it's true, especially for I think especially for people that are that are really busy or have a lot of, are, are uh, you know um, juggling a lot of things. Right. Having people like that in your life is, is huge because I think not only they kind of they kind of get it, they know you know what you're about, um, but they also I think breathe life into you and they understand your situation. It's like okay, he's had a lot going on, and we're gonna come come alongside of him and help make him better so he can be the best at, that he can be at all those things. And so I think, you know, relationships are huge. And, um, you know, something we were talking about, just a, a slight segue, something we had talked about before we got on the air here was, um, you know, and I hope this is okay to bring it up. You had a, a coach friend recently um, over at Oak Ridge High School mm -hmm. that um, yeah. unfortunately, you know, recently passed away. Mm -hmm. um, and you were sharing something with us earlier that was really impactful. And if you wouldn't mind, I would like you to share that here. Oh, yeah. Um, again, talking about relationships and how people right. can affect you and, and you guys as coaches, how you affect your athletes and their families and, you know, the and other people. Other. And each other. Yeah. Well, that's what we talked about with uh, Mary Jo. Yeah. Is, you know, her leadership and, and what she says affects you. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. has affected you and has affected the athletes and the people that used to play there. Yeah. Um, it's funny because sometimes I would sit there and I would think that I'm one of her players just <laughs> taking in her advice and then pretty soon I'm like oh oh and I have to put my coaching hat back on I'm like oh yeah that's me I'm the coach too but yeah I definitely did coach. you ever run out to the field <laughs> <laughs> like no, yeah maybe she, she coach and then but she did one time she's counting all the girls and she got to me and she counted me too as a softball player I'm like coach no it's me and I just had to step back yeah. she thought I was a player because I was standing with all the girls but um yeah anyway but so she definitely yeah coaches have impact on coaches sorry yeah, yeah. oh impact on coaches and you know from across the city because yeah. you know you hear coaches names and it's like I, I live all the way across clear across town but what I see that coach doing is still having an impact on me as a coach on the other side it's crazy Absolutely. We're all interconnected. Yeah. Um, we're all rooting for each other, backing each other up. And why wouldn't we be? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I, you see that at Character Combine, right, when, yeah. during the events. And, and you see that even in many um, circumstances that are played out um, during seasons, regardless of sport. Right. Right. Um, obviously, football is kind of what I've known, so I can refer to some examples there. But um, when I was at Dooro and uh, that young man from Grant um, was mm. was murdered. Mm -hmm. uh, I think before a playoff game or something. Right. right. You know the the Doro team and coaching staff um, went to the game and went to honor mm. you know Grant right. and their right. community um, from our community. Right. Coaches to coaches, players to players, and and I can. Uh, there's a ton of stories like that. Mm -hmm. Different sports, different schools, all across a region or city. You know, but it's it's all having each other's back, and those relationships run deep. You know, yeah, you, you compete, right? Right. right. Yeah. But we're still all on the same team. We're, it's it's the human team. Yeah. The human team, the actually, human team. absolutely. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Um, um, and and in the case of what you just brought up, yeah. So um, maybe some people listening to this, you know, would know of Jason Clark. Uh, coach Clark was uh, at Oak Ridge. Um, he was a longtime uh, football coach. Uh, he was coaching different levels over Oak Ridge Junior Trojans and the freshman, the high school level. Hmm. Uh, he was also a businessman. He was a, a former teammate of mine. And, you know, yeah, perfect example, right? He was at Oak Ridge. I was mm -hmm. at Deloro. Different coaches are different schools, right? Right. But we're also part of the same family, and we go back and we have relationships. In this case, Coach Clark and I played together. Mm -hmm. 
his wife, actually, I went to school with uh, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. You know, these relationships play out over time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, unfortunately, earlier this year, uh, at the very start of this year, he um, he lost his life uh, mm-hmm. due to a medical situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was really, obviously, upsetting and sad for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. at the same time, the community support that has been born out of El Dorado Hills and out of Oak Ridge High School, out of the players, obviously out of his family and friends and all the people that he's impacted through mm-hmm. his life, um, it's like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the support, the the messages, the, the things that go on, um, you know, in his community and on social media and everything, um, he's no longer with us, but holy cow, is he with us. That impact is, the that impact footprint is, is still it's, there. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and that, so I was just going to share, and this is, is probably perfect for character combine. Yeah, please do. Um, so his wife actually um, put this out there, but I wanted to share it. So we, we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character, and character gives us hope. And hope does not disappoint us. And then there's some, you know, some spiritual stuff after that. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and everyone has you know different beliefs and different sure. things that, that they find in spirituality, but um, I think that's that's so perfect, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the sacrifices that coaches make mm-hmm. to impact their community and their school and their players and their athletes, um, and the character that that creates, the perseverance that that creates, and ultimately the hope. Mm-hmm. And I think it's perfect for character combine. It's a perfect message to spread. And wow. it's borne out in his legacy that, you know, he, he has left behind. So, yeah, no, it's um, that's that's incredible. That's that really is a, a really cool way of summing it yeah. up. Um, and hearing what you had to say about him and his impact on the community, it's it's pretty cool. I, I, I don't know if you were um, connected with the combine at this time, but uh, we gave away a book. I think it was the year of always compete. That was the theme. And it was by Donnie Burleson. Yeah. Uh, One in a million. Yeah, I have that book. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a uh, it's a pretty short read. But the, the concept of one in a million is pretty cool because it's, okay, you affect or mentor one athlete or person, and then they go on to mentor or impact other people. And then by the end of your life, hopefully you can look back and say, okay, I've, you know, in a roundabout way, I've impacted millions of people. And based on what you're saying about, um, about Coach Clark, that's basically a perfect example of it because not only was he impacting, you know, athletes for years and years and years, but then they go impact their families their communities, their schools, and then you look back, it's like, man, this dude had an incredible impact on everybody around mm-hmm. him. And it's just really, it really spreads far. So far, and, and it's funny that you bring that up because actually from that book and from my uh, introduction relationship to Character Combine and serving on the board and all those kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, I, I took that into my, my personal life. And so one mm-hmm. of the, when people ask me, you know, what's your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And my answer is I want to help a billion people. Yeah. And I'm serious about it. Sure. Um, and the, the looks on people's eyes when they first usually hear that is like, uh, okay. You know, Fraser's lost it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're kind of crazy. Yeah. But if you actually think that through and start to break it down in the example you just gave, Josh. Yeah. Um, so if you take every facet and we'll just use, you know, my, say my day-to-day life that mm-hmm. I currently am in. Mm-hmm. Right. If I'm an assistant football coach at a school and I have, you know, I don't know, 15 wide receivers. Right. Right. But then I have impact to the other 40 kids maybe on the team. Right. Then you have impact potentially to the, the, the JV or the freshman or even maybe down to the, the youth level. 
right? Right. So each one of those kids is one, mm-hmm. right? To their families and to their younger siblings, brother, you know, and then their friends that they're impacting, right? Okay. And that's just the athlete part. That's just the coaching part. Right. Then I take my, my own family, my own kids, and what I'm helping them, you know, to be better at and to pursue life in, and who are they impacting because of that, mm-hmm. right? Right. Then I take my business, and, and I'm in the corporate insurance business, and, you know, I'm doing meetings with employers and their employees, and I'm helping them through their health insurance. And so, if, you know, if, if there's 300 employees and their families, and I'm advocating helping them through a very broken healthcare system, mm-hmm. right, then how many am I impacting? Right. And you take that every day, every week, every month, every year, over a multitude of years, it's not that hard to get to a billion people. No, it can happen pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, before you know it. Yeah, and so I'm serious about that. With everything I do, you guys mentioned how busy I am, but everything I do has that imprint on it. How can I impact and make this spread, you know, ultimately end up at a billion people? I'll never be able to count it, right? but hopefully one day, you know, it, it, it bears itself. Right, and I think if you're trying to count it, then you're probably doing it for the wrong reason, right? And you just know <laughs> that the impact of your life is, has reached that number or beyond. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. Um, Dang it, I had a thought, I lost it. Dang it. I was, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, was, well, uh, I was trying to listen to that. Well, I'll just do a different segue with. Yeah, um, please do. You mentioned you're, you're no longer coaching football. How, how difficult was that to actually verbally do it, to physically kind of step out of it? Because it was really difficult for me. I just hung my hat up with coaching softball as well. And I mean, it's, I, I, I can't even explain it. It was one of the hardest things I had to do. And, so how did you navigate through that, and how, how difficult was that for you? It, it was very hard. And, you know, I think, again, because everyone has a different story, so they, they coach and they do what they do for different reasons. Um, and so it's deeply personal in a very specific way to each person, right? For me, getting back into coaching without going too far into a lot of history, um, in a way, kind of saved my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I needed to find the path back to – some meaning and purpose at the time and coaching filled that Mm -hmm. um and it it propelled me forward into all the varying varying things i'm doing right now um so it it's incredibly personal and important to me because of what it did for me not what i did ultimately for others and so um to realize that change over seven years uh and then to have to step away Mm -hmm. um that that was it. That was mm-hmm. a gut wrenching yeah. decision, yeah. Um, and, and I uh, I wrestled with it for a couple weeks, few weeks. Yeah. Um, I think I, I typed up a resignation letter like three or four different times, <laughs> yeah. um, and tucked yeah. it away, yeah. and, right. you know, right. um, and then ultimately um, turned that in and, and um, had a uh, a wonderful I guess um, congratulations and send off from Coach Walters over at uh, Del Oro. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was very gracious, and, and certainly with the news of, of bringing on uh, two more kids to my family, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was understood. Sure. Um, but yeah, toughest decision I had to make, and and a little scary too, because um, I think for many coaches, it's kind of who they are. Mm. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a it is a part of your identity. Right. And it's almost like letting go, yeah. and what's next? Because this is part of me. This is part of who I am. Yeah. What I think, you know, I've, I've never really, I've never really coached at a, at a high level. I coached like a big league, um, little league thing for half a season one time and it was nothing serious, but 
uh, I think that's, that's what you're saying right now is what's so cool. And kind of going back to the one in the million thing too, is that even though you're not coaching on a sports field, uh, all those principles still apply to life. So when you're with your family, you're still trying to teach your kids discipline. You're still trying to teach them compassion, character, and all that stuff. Like you said, in the business sense, same thing. You're trying to do the best you can for your, your clients. And so I think, I don't know, does that, does that help? It seems like that could oh. help the transition. It's like, hey, I'm, oh. still, I'm still a coach. I'm just not stepping on the gridiron. For me, it was crucial. Yeah. You know, I can't speak for others, but to, yeah, to transfer that just into a different vehicle mm-hmm. um, is incredibly important. And it certainly is what I have done. Yeah. I just, I'll give you a, quick, a simple example. Every morning when I'm taking my boys to school, we have leadership talks. Oh, cool. So my boys are six and four years old. Yeah. And we're having leadership talks in the car on the way to school in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. That's coaching. It's yeah. pregame, basically. It's yeah. pregame, it's right? Pre-game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I I am coaching uh, in my office. I am passing um, hope and 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 inspiration and and positivity around to um, either those in my office and those that work for, for me and my company. Um, I'm coaching my customers. Mm-hmm. In, you know, I'm coaching everywhere I turn around. But I, I certainly had to make a concerted mental effort to transfer it and not and, and and tell myself if I'm looking at myself in the mirror I'm not not coaching yeah. I'm coaching in a different capacity right right that's wow. no, huge yeah that's a good way and that kind of still fills that I don't want to call it a void but the place of like this is who I am I am a coach so you may not be coaching this sport or this team but that coach in you will always be there so you get to Use it in different yeah, ways. now hopefully I can even spread it more, yeah. right? Instead of one school, one team, right. you know, through this podcast, through Character mm-hmm. Combine, through ACE, and and everything we do as the board there, mm-hmm. I, I can now have even maybe a wider impact. Right. Yeah, and, absolutely. Ne- and network and, and relate to more people. We're trying to get you to uh, that billion number. Right. If we, right. Get, if we can help <laughs> get you there, that would be awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. 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 Um, well, since, you know, this is not something that we were gonna we we're gonna bring up, but we, before we got on air, we were talking about um, a book that's really kind of impacted you. Oh yeah, and that's something I want I want to start. I haven't talked to Deb about this, so hopefully this is okay. But um, <laughs> not okay, not okay. We I can cut this if we need this. to. Oh, never mind. Forget what I just said. Thanks Joking. for coming, Coach Joking. Eric. No, <laughs> no. Uh, something I think would be cool is if we started um, having our guests or even us share some of the resources that you know we have as far as things that we use for our own personal lives. So you were talking about a book that's really impacted you. And if you could just share a little bit about that, because I think it, I haven't read it personally, but it sounds like a great book. Yeah, I thought it was um, certainly. And, and I know it's still prevalent. It's called The Go-Giver. Off the top of my head, uh, I, the author escapes me. I should have been better prepared. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. It's all good. Yeah, it's called The Go-Giver. It was a, a book that I read in, in the early years of um, getting into business and it's it's kind of a parable. It's a, it's a fictional story with real lessons okay. um, tied to you know fake characters essentially mm-hmm. um, about business and about life, about connecting and giving to others and and having a bigger purpose in what you do. It doesn't matter what you do, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's uh, you know you could be you could be the janitor, but you could be the greatest and happiest janitor in the world. Yep. And if you have a purpose to where you as that janitor are impacting others around you like it's it's game changing it's life changing and so the go-giver is just kind of a parable that walks through a variety of different relationships with a gentleman who is um 
successful beyond belief in societal terms, mm-hmm. right? Financially and other ways. Sure. Um, and, and how he connects and helps others and ultimately what leads to that for those people because he's simply serving his best purpose to help others hmm. grow. So it's called The Go-Giver. It was great. It was a good foundation into, um, I mean, I'm, I'm in a, uh, every business is probably challenging, but I, I'm in the corporate insurance business. And, you know, if you don't have your head on straight and you don't have a foundation in ethics and morals and other things, it can be an ugly business and you could quickly go in, in a, a wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And so to, to keep side of of what you're in it for which is to help others and to serve others it's it's a it's a great principle so that, yeah i mean that was just one of many i have a you know i'm a huge book guy and sure and i mean i and wh- i don't just read to read like i read right. with a pen and a highlighter and i take notes yeah. and I, I you know and i go back and i revisit that stuff a year later I do the same thing. It really slows down the process. I hear oh. people read books in like a, a week. I'm like, I don't know how you do it because I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling to a page sometimes. Absolutely. I'm, sometimes I'll take it to the gym and while I'm on the bike, I try to do it and there's like these uh, crooked highlight <laughs> marks. It's like, I shouldn't do that anymore. You guys read with a purpose. <laughs> yeah, That's I try to. That's yeah. Good. Why not, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I, then I try to uh, steal some of that stuff for team talks that I do. It's like... <laughs> well, <laughs> it's so like, again, you're reading yeah. to gain knowledge that you can then turn around and help someone with. Right. You can pass yeah. it along. You're trying right? to apply it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, why would you not, why do anything if it's not sure. going to make you better and allow you to then make someone else better? Right. Yeah. I can't really answer that question. I don't know why. Right. <laughs> it doesn't really make much sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So if you can pass that knowledge on, and they may never read that book, but if you can take those principles, apply it to your life, right. and then have an impact on right. that. But the team talks you do, right? The more, the more right. you just... <clears throat> ingrain yourself with great knowledge, great people around you, and keep taking little nuggets and little pieces and putting it all together, what, it's amazing what you can do, what you can impact, what you can pass along. Absolutely. That's the beauty of life. I agree. Yeah. We, and so that's why we do this. That's why we do yeah. you know, all the things that we do is for that very reason. So I love that. Um, one, and we can cut this out if you want. I don't know. But, um, and I should have done a little bit more research on this. Edu protector? Ed, ed protector? Oh, yeah. Is it, is, I haven't done, is it still, still going? It's still going. Um, I'm no longer involved. Yeah. Got so, it. Okay. I didn't think so. Yeah. The quick backstory on that was my uh, my firm at the time. My firm's name is Epic. Um, we we purchased uh, another company, and the guy, his name was Chris Price. I, he ended up becoming a really good friend of mine, and he's a former Dallas South football player. Oh, cool. And um, he's out in Boston, and he had created a scholarship insurance product for high school athletes. Um, that basically once you were given uh, uh, an offer, a scholarship offer, um, and you, you gave a verbal or signed a letter mm-hmm. of intent, you could purchase the insurance that would protect the financial oh, wow. interest of your scholarship mm-hmm. wow. in the event that something happened. You were injured or something scary. It was kind of similar to the insurance that these big-time college athletes purchase if they're going to go pro. Right. Sure, It was just brought down to the elite high school level. Um, and so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, well, I did that for a couple of years. I was the West Coast marketing director, and it was just part of my repertoire of things that I, I did, and it, no, was, sorry, it was a lot of fun. Not to cut you off, but um, the first that I heard of it was you presented, um, a, I believe it was a, a scholarship to, was it a Ponderosa athlete? Uh, it was, yeah. Or, oh, okay, mm-hmm. Ponderosa. That's the first, and you presented it at the combine. That was a pretty moving moment. Um, with that athlete, and I, and I apologize, I can't remember the exact situation, but it was it, the exact situation they were talking about where he had this, this scholarship offer and then 
you know, there's yeah, a tragic so, uh, situation. Yeah, so his last name escapes me, but the young man's name was Zach, and his yeah. family's fantastic family. He was a swimmer and a water polo player. That's right, yes. Um, up at uh, Ponderosa, and he had a, an accident diving in the lake and oh. paralyzed himself. And he was, um, wow. you know, potentially about to get a swimming or water polo scholarship. Wow. And so they um, just graciously, because they're great people, um, came on board to partner with us in that product as kind of um, part of the education. Sure. Um, as to the, the real risk that potentially exists there and what, what you could lose. Right. Um, but for that, you're right. At Character Combine that year, we gave away um, uh, some kind of uh, an award or certificate Something along like with that, a yeah. financial, some kind of small financial thing to right. uh, an athlete. And, and I forget the details, but you're right. I mean, the, the moment was awesome. It was very, yeah, uh, very, very moving. Yeah, I can't remember the details either. Um, but I do remember it was very impactful and it, it was very quiet in the room and very respectful. It's like, okay, this is, this is kind of a big moment. Yeah, you know, I mean, no one likes to see those things. Absolutely not. Ac accidents and tragedies happen. Right, mm -hmm. and if you have people around you, a community around you that can can kind of help, you know, support you in those moments is huge. Yeah, the coaching um, community. Yeah, 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 coaching community. Yeah. yeah, and we've seen that a lot recently. Like I said, with um, you know Grant High School and that tragedy, mm -hmm. and I know from my my former or my uh, my high school, um, Casa Roble, mm -hmm. they were really involved. Coach Horner, uh, which we hope to have on the podcast at some point, was really involved with Paradise, the Paradise football oh. team. Yeah, um, and they raised, oh yes, yeah, they raised a, a lot of money for them, and like I said, he'll, he'll be on at some point. We've we've had, been having a tough time scheduling that, so Coach Horner, <laughs> I'm calling you out now, man. <laughs> we got to get you on here. Yeah, they adopted the Paradise team. Yeah, right? and yeah. took a trip out there, and you know, so it's you know, Th it's that's cool, the man. stuff that matters. Yeah, that's what we can impact as Not coaches and, O's, and athletes. I mean, that's that's just cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, hey, man, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, Deb, do you have any final questions for Mr. Frazier? I was just going to ask, this is totally like maybe has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Well, I guess it kind of does because we talk about how how can coaches, what do you do like for you, like for fun? Oh, yeah, what yeah, do you yeah. do for like relaxation? So is there something that you and your family, do you guys do together to just kind of get away from everything? Or do you guys just stay at home and just shut down from like all answering phone calls and stuff? What is something that you guys like to do as a family? You know, I mean, I, again, I, I think that's tough, right? Yeah. Uh, to, to figure those things out um, amongst all the craziness or the season that, you, you know, I mean, um, to decompress and to change, change gears, directions. Um, my family specifically, um, getting outside nice. is, is key. And, and I, you know, I credit my wife with all of that, but, um, you know, getting the sun, getting the vitamin D, being out in nature where things are quiet and calm mm -hmm. and right. getting some exercise and breathing in that fresh air. Right. Um, that's where almost by default relaxation comes, right. um, sure. some exercise, mm -hmm. some yeah. wellness, some health, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever you want to call it. But that right. certainly our family's all about being outside. Nice. Um, a true coach's family. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody uh, but, owns but it's, shoes. But it's for us yeah, particularly, we, we've had you know, six years of, um, of kids, like right. craziness. So, right. Um, With more to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, those timeouts have been few and far between. Yeah. Right. But, again, this is what I just think is important. Every person and their family and their dynamic and, and their – it's all different yeah. and you, you got to find what works for you, but you still got to find it, um, with some foundational, you know, guidance and principles that you keep intact. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like I could sit back and I could complain 
um, about the craziness of my life the last six years with the coaching and the kids and just everything. Sure. Or I could choose to be positive and grateful and know that, um, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sacrificing. But that's what life's all about. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Why not right. take it and make the best of it and turn into something amazing for those that I can impact right. Right. than think, oh, my gosh, this is too much, you know, or whatever. Right. Um, that's just that's what I choose to do. But yeah, I, I think good. if we look at things like that, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I'd good. rather have all that on my plate than right. who knows what the alternative would be. Right. Yeah. We don't want to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Thank and you. before we get out of here, um, where can they follow you? Um, how can they get in touch with you if they have insurance questions, uh, coaching questions, life questions? How can they get in touch with you? I, I do all those things, by yep. the way, um, for coaches, friends, all, you know, all kinds of people. Um, let's see. I I am I am on Twitter, I guess. Um, and holy cow, is that? I think it's at Coach Frazier. That sounds right. I think it's at Coach Frazier. When we post about this, you'll see you'll see his handle. Yeah, so you put in the no, yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. find him. I, I I am just brand new on Instagram. Um, right. Welcome. Yeah. And Welcome. yeah, I, I we love Instagram. I I, I I I kept that at bay for a long time, but it, it's, everyone's on Instagram now. It so is. I, I had to it's do it. Tough. I had I to get on Instagram, and I I'm, I'm at uh, Instagram is Frazier Party Seven. Nice. Because uh, with the like twins that. coming in the next couple of weeks, uh, it will be Frasier Party of Seven. Yeah, nice. that makes sense. So Instagram is Frasier Party Seven. Facebook is just slash Eric Frazier. I also have a coach's page, but I'm not active on it. It Got would be it. Coach Coach Frazier on Facebook. Okay. Um, gosh, I work at a firm called Decisely in Folsom. I'm on LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn a ton. You can find me on LinkedIn, Eric Frazier. Uh, on LinkedIn. And uh, if I can help, I'm always willing to help. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's what we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you being on the podcast. And it sounds like if you can't find Eric Frazier, then you are messing up and doing something wrong. He's he's everywhere. (laughs) I I try to be accessible. I try to be accessible. Why hide? Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you, man. And uh, we'll have to have you on in a future podcast. Absolutely. All right, dude. Take care. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah.